Over here, I'm a boglin. Me and my buddies need a place to hide out. <laughs> Come a little closer. <laughs> oh, did I scare you? Oh, I do that so well. If you take us home, we'll kiss your Aunt Martha. <laughs> we'll eat your peas. And we hope you know lots of girls. Hey, the name's Boglins. You sold separately, and we're looking for good homes. Maybe yours. <laughs> All right, and welcome to a special edition of Ask an Engineer. We're here with Tim Clark, who's a master toy designer and crafter and sculptor, and also known as the King of Gross. I'm, I guess, the queen of making or something. Queen of open source, I think you mean. So, uh, welcome. It's cool to have Friendship. someone who's not an engineer. I mean, you're an engineer of, of sorts, but you're not an electrical engineer. That's very true. You're like a sculpting engineer, but you were in town for some mm. stuff and you were like, hey, I want to come by the Adafruit factory. Yeah. We'll tell and we the story. Said, Heck this, yeah. this is a really neat story. Tell um, the story. But uh, no, we're going to get to it. Oh, okay. So we have all these uh, interesting things from uh, Tim's past, present, and future. So I thought we would just kick it off. Um, so before we get going, if anyone wants to see Tim's work, uh, go to totims.com and then you can also go to your Instagram which yep. is, uh, we'll get to this later, that's how we, we met. So, Correct. You know, the internet is crummy for a lot of things, but this actually worked out. No, it's amazing. Yeah. Check out these cool, custom, yeah. gross and, pocket animals. And, uh, and, I'm, a <laughs> and I'm a customer, <laughs> and we'll talk about that soon. But um, if folks want to see kind of the process of, of how these things are made and what you're up to, um, that's how I keep track of, of you now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's really neat that you show the inspiration yep. of things. The mold making, the, the casting, the, the going to the events, and right. then also a lot of nods to the past as things have come up. Dark Crystal is out now. Yes. You worked on the original one. There's all sorts of things yeah. that have happened. So it's, it's almost like looking into a lot of our past and a lot of our history if you're, you know, around this age or so, or if you're just discovering it's, this for the first time. It, it's, it's very true. It's like in, very interesting how things in my life are going in cycles. And that, um, like specifically with Dark Crystal coming out around the same time as the relaunch of Boglins. Yeah. And, and the relaunch of Boglins happened mainly because so many people started pestering me online. Why don't you bring them back? Why don't you bring them back? And, and I said, I've been trying to get a toy company to pick it up. Yeah. But nobody was all that interested. Yeah. And then they said to me, well, why don't you just do it yourself? And I was like going, well, it's not that easy, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I, uh, after th about three months of playing with different uh, synthetic rubbers, yeah. I found something that I could cast myself easily and wasn't cost prohibitive. And, right. um, yeah, and then good. I worked with the, the, the uh, factory that produces the plastic to get it to the consistency that I wanted. It does sound like you're probably in a similar business to us. We can commiserate later about what okay. it's like working with suppliers and stuff. But I thought since I, um, uh, once I contacted you, um, I looked around and I'm just like, okay, let me make sure I get the full story. So mm -hmm. let's start out. So um, here's you. And yeah. When was this and what were you doing? That was after Dark Crystal. That was the beginning of working on Traveling Matt for Fraggle Rock. Okay, so he worked on Fraggle Rock as yes. well. And uh, I found some of these other, uh, I guess I'd say portfolio pieces, but these are some of the, the Muppets that you worked on as well? Yeah, that, that's um, uh, an anglerfish puppet that I carved out of a single block of 
urethane foam, and then um, anglers are cool. So you're coming back to that as well. The purple angler. There's, there's, the there's a theme. Yes. Oh yeah, there's definitely. Theme, yeah. yeah. No, there's things. There's definitely um, forms that fascinate me. I think this is you kind know. of awesome and ridiculous. Like, what's going on here? Bong. <laughs> yeah, but it's even great because it's got a floating oh, eyeball cool. at the top. And, and what's neat, and, and I, we'll oi, talk about oi, this oi. in a bit, is uh, I think all of us have a lens that we look at. And when we recently released some of our electronics, I, I got tossed back to being an 80s kid. And I'm just like, you know what? I finally can put eyes in a boglin. And mm -hmm. it just it hit like that. And it's it no, was like, I, I have to have a boggle. I'm just like, okay. And like everything, everything started to work out. Um, so I, I guess since it's dark crystal season, I, I keep trying to catch it on Netflix, but we get yes. really, we get really tired at night. Yeah. Well, and so, but it's always on. Like, you and me both. Yeah. I'm just like, I think I'm only into, I'm into number seven yeah, in the series. It, I haven't finished it's it It's like uh, Game of Thrones, but with puppets. It's like, it's like the prequel to Game yeah, of Thrones. I, yeah. I, in, a, in some ways I can see that. I think it's, yeah. it just means it has a big story. Yes. It's like, oh, we have these characters. They need, <laughs> well, they needed to expand on it, yeah. you know, if it was going to be successful over, you know, 10, 10 different shows. It's a, it's, it's yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's a big story. You know? Um, I mean, so we did one movie. They're doing, they did like 10 movies. It, it is. Yeah. Each incredible. Like the with budgets the, are incredible, With the too. bigger budget per. Yeah, well, they had 3,000 people working on that. Movie. Yeah. So this is the Mystic. Series. This is one of the original ones that yep. worked on this. Mm -hmm. that, that's Brian Froud's sketch for The Dying Master and then um, my sculpt underneath it. That was a photo I took. Sorry. Um, when it was a really close adaptation. Well. You really captured the, the texture. I, yeah, I hope so. I think so. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always... Um, a balancing act to go from two dimensions to three right. dimensions and um, what the kind of perception of what yeah. uh, of how something turns you know a corner yeah uh, it, like the classic thing was that I asked Brian multiple times to please give me a head-on view mm. of the mystic yeah and he said Tim his nose is just so long I can't do it yeah, because it's almost like and, a circle. You know, it's hard to... Yeah, and he said, I that. can give you the side view. He said, I can give you the other side. And then after a while, he didn't even give me the opposing side. He would just give me always the left side of the face. Yeah. And then it was up for me to create the wrinkles and lines in yeah. the the opposite if side. If you can make right this side. in 3D, it'll all work out. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, you know, he would come and look at it and go, yeah, okay, you know, th this looks really good or tweak this a little bit or... You know, sometimes he he thought I was making the spirals too, um, too, I don't know. Tight? Yeah, no, or just too, um, they weren't broken up enough. He uh, wanted them to be. Too perfect. Yeah, he, he wanted them to be Almost like really. A, like a tattoo. You don't want it to be like. Well, falling into the wrinkles. He yeah. didn't want them to stand out. He wanted them mm. to be really an organic part. Mm -hmm. And one of the funny things is when. We, at the time that I was sculpting most of these, we were in London, and I would get on the underground, and little old ladies would come in and sit, you know, across from me on the You'd underground. Be like, I'm and I, and I, no, and I wouldn't draw. <laughs> I would just be like, "Oh wow, you know, like yeah. she's got really good wrinkles." And I would look at their hands, you know, because of the wrinkles on their hands. Yeah. And my wife was sitting next to me. And she jabs me in the wrist. She said, "What are you doing?" I said, <laughs> "She has really beautiful yeah. wrinkles." She said, and my wife said to me, "You know." 
it's bad enough to have a husband who looks at other women but looks at old women <laughs> this is not good that's right well you should you know just turn to her and say well you know you have no wrinkles so i can't be inspired yeah. right. right your skin is no. perfectly smooth like yes. so the porcelain. other the other picture i found this is kind of one of the the more iconic henson mm -hmm. so you worked with jim henson yes that, that directly was, and that was that was i think one of the things that got you here that was yes an inspiration and always someone, still is yeah and i was I, before we we started talking today I was saying how like even Henson influenced how we do things at Adafruit with our content and how mm -hmm. we do things with our puppets yep. and all that. So how did, how did all this come about and what were you doing with uh, Jim? Well, um, I had been working for Kermit Love and Kermit is the guy who designed Big Bird and Snuffleupagus and he had his own workshop. But when I was at Pratt, um, I got into Kermit's class the last semester of my senior year. And I was determined to outdo everybody else on that in that class. Not that I thought that it was going to lead to a job, because I was going to graduate and go teach. Mm -hmm. And um, towards the end of the semester, Kermit said to me, what are you doing after you graduate? And I said, well, I'm looking for a teaching job, but there aren't a lot right now. And he said, well, why don't you come and work for me? And I didn't hesitate. I just said, OK, yes. You know, you know, I'll be there, you know. So when when I worked for Kermit, Kermit started out as a costume designer, mostly for New York City Ballet and Joffrey and Twyla Tharp, and he was doing all kinds of um, costume design. Um, so when I worked for him, we did um, a, like a 20-foot high marionette for Don Quixote when it mm. goes from the windmill to oh, be yeah. turning into yeah, a giant. Yeah. So that was really cool because it was the first time I think I ever saw a stage piece, a set piece, mm. stop the ballet and get an applause. Oh, it literally, they like people just were like so amazed by this thing popping up from the floor because yeah. it was all folded back and forth, back and forth, and oh, it was and plywood, and it popped up from the ground, and then it swept its arm with a big mace across oh, wow. the wow. the stage, and you know they're they're bat Don Quixote's battling with it, and it was it was really remarkable, and um, we also did for. Uh, Joffrey, we did the reconstruction of uh, Picasso's parade costume. So it was, oh, and then we would do puppets for TV commercials, and then we would do puppets for Sesame Street overseas. So, so it was a constant flux, and then towards the end of a year working for Kermit, I went to talk to him about getting an interview with Jim. And I walked into his classroom at Pratt, and he said, Oh, I'm so glad you came here because. Muppets is starting up this new project, and I think you'd be perfect for it. And I, okay. you're going to go up, and in, it was it was so strange. It was like he was reading my mind. He said you're going to go up and meet, you know, interview with Jim next What's Jim Tuesday. Like, by Not, the way? No, no, it was next Thursday. He said the following Thursday, and I said what, okay. What is that like? Is he was well known, right? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Very so well. that was that's where you yeah. wanted to be. Uh, yes. So how do you even prep for an interview? Like, okay, like here's I, my, my costumes that I made. Gonna, here's my. Uh, like, no, all the puppets I had done while I was at Pratt in Kermit's class, plus in between projects with um, Kermit, um, I would make puppets on the side, just whatever I was thinking about or playing around with mm -hmm. different ideas, and um, uh, one of those puppets actually became 
the inspiration for sectors. But uh, then I took all of those things and I I didn't know what to put them in because I had like I had this dragon that was like 12 feet long that went from one hand to the other and moved like this mm -hmm. and my head was the bump in his back yeah and cool. so I had all all this stuff and I was like I what am I and so I just put them all in garbage bags <laughs> and I got on the subway and I walked into the Henson studio yeah. and then um, you know I walked they told me to come up to, I think it was the fourth floor, and, you know, it's the workshop, and they said, oh, just put your stuff over there, Jim will be here in a little while, and he came in, and so he said, okay, what do you have to show me, and I just started pulling these things, and the, the, the thing I remember most is Jim said, I really, and what also Kermit had told me, so I really love the fact that you are thinking about using your body your whole so you're body putting the whole costume in there and that you are using your hands in a different way than doing this mm. which is you know the classic, classic. muppet thing yeah. Yeah. so like the first thing i made in kermit's class was a crab and my the eyeballs were on the end of my thumbs yeah. and then i made extensions off my fingers that were his legs and a hard shell across his back and on the bottom and you know it moved this way yeah so it wasn't just the normal Grover right. style. Yeah, right. Like, okay. So, yeah. you know, Jim said to me, he said, I really, this is wonderful what you're doing. It fits right in with what I'm looking to go, you know, go towards. Mm. And uh, another one was a sea anemone that was like a, just like a tube with fur fabric on the bottom that looked like seaweed. Uh -huh. that had painted green, dyed green and blue. And then it was a pinked cylinder. And then at the top, it was all these really thin pieces of foam that I had rolled into, um, you know, like tubes that were pointed. And I had magic marked them to change the color of, I dyed the foam and then magic marked the tips to change the color. And, you know, it, it came up through the tube and opened and it had eyes along the edge. Oh, that's nice. and it's you know, more circular that became stuff. right. It, that became the in the movie Dark Crystal. We basically Sherry Amod and I took an entire jumpsuit and covered it with these tubes that were orange. And you see them scurry when when yeah. Jen is walking through the mountains. You see them, you know, contract back into. Oh, this is great because we're going to watch the movie again, knowing some of these stories. Yeah, and it, and it actually, I think it's probably one of the few things that's in the movie that that Kermit didn't. I mean, um, that um, Brian didn't conceive of. You know, it was something that was just, yeah, you, you know, this. brought from that that puppet. Yeah. That, mm -hmm. And Jim really liked it, and he said, you know he commented on all the different things I was doing. All right, so it sounds like you got the job. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, and then when, he finished, when I finished showing him everything, he said, okay, when can you start? And I said, tomorrow. And he yeah. said, no, I have to talk to, to <laughs> yeah, to HR. Why don't you come back, you know, on Tuesday and you can sign papers and stuff. Gotcha. And okay, so you were working there for a while, and one of the reasons you're here is because Boglins. And so I, yes. I dug up... You know, internet. Internet's kind of nice because you can find almost anything. So Correct. this is what I what I found online, and I, and I believe these are some of the first concepts of what Boglins are. Yeah, the the one on the bottom, the green one, is the very first Boglin 
that I sculpted and make the mold and he's made out of foam latex which is what all the um, puppets in Dark Crystal were made out of yeah. or predominantly were made out of and um, he, he, I made an eye mechanism so that he would blink. His eyes didn't track back and forth at that time and his mouth opened and closed and he did have a, uh, a hand that could grab things. Mm. I put a little lever um, in his tail. It was like an armature. And it would just, it was all just um, uh, tubes. Like a and, tendon? Yeah. Like, and oh, latex gun? tubing. Yeah. And it, then it had lines to it so uh. it would contract and grab things. Yeah. But that was not cost effective for yeah. Mattel to produce. But it's a so, lot of hand labor because you have to thread it so carefully. Yeah, well, yeah. that's one of the things I want to talk to you guys yeah. about. Yeah. Is, is how do you how do you make stuff so th I think fast? The, the big thing for me is um, especially looking back now it's not the fact that like there was this period of time in in toys in the 80s where it was like gross toys like mad balls mm -hmm. and uh, garbage yep. kids it's the fact that you brought advanced puppeteering from Henson yes. world yeah to the masses and I think that's one of the stories I haven't heard it's like that that to me was like oh my gosh and I remember uh, I was an only child and foster care and all this stuff, but this is one of the things I really love because I could make my own puppet shows. Uh -huh. I, I, I saw things like the Muppets. I'm like, I, I love that. That's neat. How can I build something like that? And it was yeah. it was really hard to do. But then this came out and it was like Hollywood level special effects in a box. Right. Yeah. And, and I just wanted to know, like, what was, how did, how did you say, like, I know I want to make like Dark Crystal style puppets and, and get it to the masses. Like, what, what was the... How did you get to that? You know, I, it's hard for me sometimes to remember the exact connection. Um, I know Maureen Trotto and I were doing um, television commercials at the time. We had done a pizza head for a Banaka commercial and we had done, implying that the guy had, oh, uh, had pizza <laughs> breath. Yeah. And um, it's funny because Jason Alexander was Oh, from was the pizza head in that oh, okay. before Seinfeld. He's been around for a while. Yeah, yeah. And and um, then another thing that Maureen and I worked on was, um, which I think you can find on the internet, was um, uh, the Wicked Itch. It was a, a foam latex witch that Maureen had sculpted and I did the eye mechanisms for. And um, she, it was for Lana King. And okay. you know, you you rubbed lanikin on, and you got rid of the wicked itch, mm. and you know, and she just vaporized yeah, basically. But um, when we were working with Seven Towns, um, the agent at Seven Towns at that time, Larry Mass, said, you know, like he saw the witch, and he said, oh, like you guys. And I said, well, yeah. What did you think I've been doing? I don't think he had ever seen Dark Crystal nor made the connection. But I said, yeah, that's what I want to do is, you know, take that kind of technique and push it forward. And Maureen and I then started working on Boglins, concept sketches or, and actually on, with him, I just sculpted him. I didn't, I don't even remember drawing initially. Yeah, you just, mm. I just sculpted him up and, um, and uh, we, sh I think that year at Toy Fair or beforehand Toy Fair, we had showed it to Coleco because Coleco w had already been producing sectors, yeah. and um, 
they wanted to use it as a nemesis, like a monster within the mm -hmm. sector's world. But then they ran into financial problems because of Atom Computer. Mm. And um, it's kind of, I was actually talking to Phil, like it's weird that there's like two leather companies that got into computers, like Tandy and yeah. weird, right? Yeah. I was like, yes. hey, we do leather. Let's also get into, you know, yeah. personal computing. Yeah, and, and, well, and that was part of the problem. Yeah, like yeah. They really did not have any idea what they were getting themselves into. Plus the management style at Clico was not really good. They, they kind of pitted design and engineering against each other, which yeah. I never quite understood that. You know, it's like, yeah. how are you going to design a computer if like, doesn't get along? Work, yeah, yeah it, it was very like strange. Apple was like, tried, where they married the two perfectly, you know, design yeah, Exactly, exactly. So you got this Boglin, and then, mm -hmm. so you pitch it around, and then eventually it got picked up because... It, yeah, then it was showed to Mattel yeah. the, the following year. And then Boglins. And they got it right away. It's like, so as you, soon as they saw it, that one of the executives at Mattel said, oh my God, this has been staring us in the face in f movies, and we've just never... Yeah, there was ghoulies, there yeah, was... There's yeah, all well, these things, and they look... I, the, we actually did Boglins before Gremlins came out. Yeah. Mm. But then it's the, the time the good period, timing, because it takes nine months. And, and it actually... We were very lucky, because Gremlins came out that summer, and Boglins came out in the fall. Yeah. And there were no Gremlins license. Mm. So it's like all these kids, and when, we, when Maureen and I went to see Gremlins, we said, oh, forget it. Boglins is not going to go anywhere. Yeah. But we were just very lucky that they didn't launch Gremlins as a toy product until yeah, the year after. Yeah. So we caught up. We got caught up in all of that, you know. Yeah. But it's weird how there was this whole, there was a period of time where all this was happening at once. Yes. Like, like I don't, yeah. I, I don't want to say gross toys, but like that's just one way to. It's like oh yeah, it gross is. toys. Yeah, there's like the gremlins. You know, Gizmo was cute. Slime mm -hmm. was back, but yeah, slime sl was pretty big then. Yeah, too. there but was like slimy gross things. Slime. The Ghostbusters mm -hmm. came out. There was Slimer. Yes. There was Mad Balls. I just remember yep. it was just like everything was happening. All was once. Garbage Pail Kids before or after this? After I believe. After. Okay, so, so this was, you actually were like a a. a uh, Pre-gross, gross. No, that's why. King, king, king of gross. You're like you're like the the initiator of the. Of Hence the, gross. the title. It's king gross. And that was given to me by the the head of licensing. That's cool Muppets. that you were so uh, forethinking. You were like, oh, this is we now have the materials to make these mm -hmm. gross. Well, like, it wasn't hard plastic. It was this rubbery, squishy, well, very yeah. tactile. Yeah, I was going to ask you about this because this is very unique packaging. Mm -hmm. They're in a cage. And yeah. uh, let's go to the... Uh, and so and cool. that was... And Maureen's yeah. husband, so who was a theater yeah. designer. Whoop. Yeah. So this is... Oh, yeah. So this is, they, they came in a cage, and underneath it, there is a, a hole. So yeah. you can, you can so stick you can your, put hand your hand in. in. And you gave all the instructions on how to operate yep. a puppet. Here you go, kid. Now you're Jim Henson. Yep. I love how it's like there's, you don't even need to know how to read English. It's great for any market. For yeah. kids yeah. who are young, they can well, look at the photos. Well, that's important, especially like, when you're going to to Europe to license stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that you can put your hand But I love in. how it, it is. It's the, it's the prop, but it's also the stage. Like, you give them everything they need to get started. Yeah. Like, you don't. Exactly. Yeah, you want to get them to buy other stuff, but, like, yeah. this is it. Like, you have a full story here. Yeah. And um, then on the back is is the cross-sell of. Yeah. Yeah. Done I love as this if drawing I'm, style. Yes. And I wanted no, they to did a great job. Um, Maureen. Maureen's husband actually designed the first of these crate boxes, Dwayne so, Langenwalter. This he, is another big he piece. He came up with this concept to package Boglins. them. And the, they copied it almost exactly. 
Yeah, and the thing, and again, it's like I re- when I when I was looking around on the internet, everyone was like, "Oh, Boglins, like these 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 toys from the '80s," and and I and I really was excited that you're going to be here because I thought there was two parts of this story that I just haven't seen people talk about. One is bringing Hollywood special effects to mm-hmm. the masses. The other one is um, I read Dune as a as a as a youngin, totally yeah. messed me up. But I remember thinking, boy, this is a great farming and horticulture book. Because it was more about, like, ecology of a planet. Yeah. But, yeah, there was, like, this other stuff. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, I'd like mm-hmm. to, like, farm a planet for spice. You know, as a 4-H <laughs> farm kid, too. So right. I looked at it with a different lens. But I remember thinking, like, the cool thing about Boglins is on the back, it's like, here's the family tree. And you're a biologist. And here's the mm-hmm. field notes. Yeah. And so maybe you could tell me that, that story. Before yeah, when I, was in, when I was doing a show and this a really tall gentleman with a big beard walked over with his wife and kids and he said, you know, you're responsible for my career. And I said, oh, are you a toy designer or or a puppet builder or something? Or you're in special effects? He goes, no, I'm a biologist. And when I was a kid, I got a Boglin and I was fascinated by the back of the box and how the Boglins were related and the family tree. And he said that got me interested in Darwinism and evolution. And he said, I just was amazed by, you know, um, the links throughout history from one creature to the next, to the next, to the next. And I said to him, oh, so like, what are you doing now? And he said, I'm studying snails in Jamaica and the the relationship between the saltwater snails in the water around Jamaica and the land snails. And yeah. so, you know, it's like, Slimy. believe me, that's <laughs> the last thing I thought of when I was do- working on Boglins that I was going to influence, you know, future biologists. Yeah, but we, we see this all the time with Lamore's work. People are, she, she may have released a kit um, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and that 10 year old's now 20. Yes. They're an engineer, and they're like, oh, you know, yep. he's got that job at SpaceX, or like, oh, I'm working on this or that, and you don't really think about the impact you can have at the time. Right, um, right. And, and this was one of those things where, like, this was in mass, mass media and mass culture. So um, I showed the ad, but you also, um, you were big in Japan, so I want to show the, the, the ad <laughs> from Japan. Okay. I'm Boguri. 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 Being ahead of the times. Yeah, they had a rap song <laughs> and everything. And then um, I have a few more things that, because I, I remember like Boglins were kind of everywhere. So you had a 900 number? Yes. 900, so I had nothing to do with, believe me. Yeah. I had, and you I, know, they're like, okay. I remember <laughs> it coming out and going, what the hell? Where did that come yeah, from? You know? I, so I have the ad. But it was neat because you, you, you call the 900 number because we didn't have the internet. They call the yes. 900 number, you get these holographic things. They also had a cause that they would donate to, mm-hmm. and the, the Boglins would do so. So let's, uh, let's play that as well. Hi, I'm a Boglin. Me and my buddies want to be your friend, right, guys? Right. right. Call us at 1-900-909-5464 and hear how we can protect you from ferocious And help you teach a great math test. Yeah, a new story every day. One call gets you a 3D Boglin hologram like this. Four calls get you a set of six. Trade them with your buddies. And part of your $2.35 two-minute call goes to Special Olympics. So get your parents' permission and call us at 1-900-909-5464. Don't get the phone. I said get it. Only one phone. Kind of, it kind of reminds me of when Soupy Sales was on when I was a kid and jokingly he said hey kids 
go to your your um, mom's wallet and pull to, out a dollar and send it, and to, send it to, <laughs> to me here at the studio. Well, you know, he never thought in a gazillion years kids would do it. Yeah. But they actually did it. And it got him kicked off the the air because yeah, now we have the app store and, and, and now there's facebook and it's yeah. even worse so I'll, I'll take a soupy sales over a, a mark zuckerberg <laughs> day uh, so with with uh, more boglins going yeah. on so um field notes um did you come up with some of the the history of these no, no i i'm pretty much sure that that was generated at mattel i don't remember maureen may have maureen have may have done some writing of storyline stuff but and then these other ones, um, they're the small boglin species. Yeah. So these are like the finger puppet ones. Well, they're they're the smaller ones, like this guy. This actually, yeah. this is uh, Grump, who I more recently released, and he's based on the very first small boglin that we presented to Mattel. It's almost exact copy. Got it. And so these don't have. These are just. These are just uh, web where they'd have no. They have no hard plastic in them. Is that what just makes the them? eyes? Just the eyes. You know, and those are, are and they're not controllable. So this is no, you just manipulate it with your fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, here's some of the the boxes. Yeah. So uh, I have a, a small collection of Boglins. There's some yes. that are that are available, and then there's some that are really rare. So the rarest one, I think you're saying, is is the, the Halloween ones. And, and why is that? Why is this so rare? I, I think because they were only issued. I'm not sure if they were issued in Europe later on, but they were primarily issued in the States. And it was just like a short run Got it. at Halloween. So they're the hard, you know, like one of the harder ones to find. There are other ones that were produced in Europe that were done in very small quantities. Um, and, you know, they're difficult to find also. But it's your only european collectors know about them yeah. the u.s collectors don't know about it as much so other question is mm -hmm. uh you're, you're there's only so many people on planet earth that are living that have something they made or created on ebay that's way more expensive than when it came out so i was looking for boglins on ebay yes. it's like oh let me see you know something stuff by let me see what's going on eight hundred dollars nine hundred thousand twelve hundred mint condition tags some yeah. of them some of them are in great shape five hundred dollars yeah um do you have a whole collection in the basement that you're like i have Boglin coin that you're sitting on <laughs> like like what i have a lot of of the originals yeah. you know um i don't have all because there were some produced in europe that i never got samples of we were mm -hmm. supposed to get samples but i never did so yeah um i have some stuff that was never produced you know so secret boglins that never made the cut yeah like, yeah like one is a, like an action figure boglin but it's a lot of parts got it and you can pose it in all these different yeah, positions and cool. you know i would like to bring it out eventually we'll yeah. see yeah know. i mean like yeah you have a pretty rocking instagram maybe yeah put it and, up there and it's you see, know see things are going way. well and you know i'm looking to continue doing new things i've got more ideas than i have time um oh yeah and do. then there was I, I, yeah, you know the yeah. feeling. Yeah, no, I mean that's right a good here. thing. It's like somebody I was talking to you last night. He was like, "Oh, like I have this costume, and I, I feel bad. I haven't finished it." And I'm like, "Don't feel bad. I haven't finished it. Feel happy. You're not bored." Right. So then there was right? there was a whole group of like extra boggling things. So that I imagine that there's like okay, there's the box boggling, 
And yes. then how do we have something uh, even cheaper and easier to manufacture to get more out there? So there was Boglin stamps. Yeah. So you give this to someone that you like or don't like. Right. And there was mask yeah. that was oh, on there was the a back. Mask. Yeah, there was a cutout paper mask on the back of. Um, I forget one of the cereal boxes. Yes. I have I one, which, I have one I cereal left, exactly. so I wanted to play that. Okay. Because YouTube is YouTube. I'm just like, yeah. I type in Boglin, and I'm like, oh, wait. Look at all this great stuff. So here's a... here's a. You did a better job of finding stuff than I have. Here, yeah, this is the, the Pops commercial. Part of this complete breakfast. I gotta have my Pops. You can let someone know how you feel with the Boglin Stamper. Free Boglin Stamper in Corn Pops. All right, so that was a free Boglin Stamper yeah. in Corn Pops. Yeah. And then uh, this sketch, um, I saw this you did in 92. This was uh, for another type of... Yeah, Boglin. Wiggling like Tongue. Tongue Boglin. Mm. And that was actually produced in, in Europe. There okay. are Wiggling Tongue Boglins in Europe. Interesting. And as Boglins have, had changed, there was always these instructions. So there is the eyes that go back and forth. Mm -hmm. And then, um, actually, we can go to the overhead. I have a set of the original eyes. These, uh, I got this Boglin off eBay, and the eyes are already falling out. I'm like, perfect. I can use that for this. So um, did you work on this mechanism? Is this something that the, um, the, the toy designers worked no, on? No, this was, this was um, I think, we later on did some moving eyes, but it wasn't like this. I had done them as cable controlled. Yeah. And Mattel came up with this um, mechanism. This is a nice, nice mechanism. Yeah. yeah it's clever. To, to make them move back and forth. I mean, it's, I think it's and all then, snap fit together. Yeah. Then And then there was a lever that you could push the um, yeah. back up and down to make him blink. Mm. And, um, the you know, it's, it's relatively okay. Unfortunately, the plastic is a little brittle. Yeah. You know, it gets brittle as it gets older. This is why I was able to get a couple of cheap and, ones because. And I've been open. and I've been playing around with, you know, doing, a newer, a better design that's more. Oh, look at that! And that's um, this is three D printed, but the cost of injection molding these things is crazy. Because Even to print this, that still hasn't know. changed. Yeah. Things that haven't changed since the eighties. Yeah. Injection molding is yeah, expensive. Still really expensive and. And it's a lot of parts, and but maybe someday we'll yeah. see. Yeah. I'm hoping. And then, uh, and then this is the the one I did more recently, which is a lot simpler. It's just direct for the, cy the new Cyclops yeah. bottle. Yeah. But it, you know, it's really effective, and I got, you know, it's like I. The thing is, a lot sometimes I get locked into, um, you know, Muppet thought. You, you know, you could never do this for television because of the glare coming off yeah. the clear plastic. So then I, when I got past that, I said, oh, I found, finally found these clear plastic spheres that I can then put another sphere inside and, uh, to mimic it. Can you just see the back? Because it was mm -hmm. sh show people yeah, the back. Yeah, it's just a little... It's just a little plastic pin. Yeah, now you just have to be okay with like, Instagram influencers and YouTube and iPhones. Whoop. Very different. Very yeah, very different than live television or, or TV. Yeah. So then uh, I had this. So people have tattooed themselves with Adafruit logos and some of the stuff. And uh -huh. we're always like, that's great. I hope everything works out with us because, you know, you get this tattoo. But there's Boglin tattoos all over the place. Yeah. When I, when I searched on Instagram, I thought I would see a bunch of um, the collections. I also saw a lot of the tattoos. So have people come up to you at events and you're like, I got my Boglin I, ink. I, I, I've <laughs> seen them on Instagram, but I, I don't think I've met anybody yet that 
has one. Okay, well there you go. But, Next, you know, I'm sure it'll it'll there. happen at some point. And then um, you were talking about there was a European one. So this is um, I got a photo of the back yeah. of the box. So this is these came out in 2000, I think. Okay, fairly recent. Yeah, well, 20 years ago, yeah. almost 20 years ago now. So um, they were not publicized well. The um, they had light up sights and sounds they called it kind of thing on the ones on the bottom and then Mr. Mucus squirted water out of his nose and then Wardy had um, bubbled up warts on his back that it was a softer yeah. no it was just a really soft uh. rubber that yeah. you could pull up and it would snap back and then the one on the top had eyes that popped out of his head on little stalks it's like so. the first time maybe electronics were in there yeah, yeah, it was, and unfortunately, the 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 electronics at that time and the batteries case was so big, yeah. it kind of made it impossible to use it as a puppet. You know, yeah. it was kind of counterproductive. Yeah, only um, until like now can you do things with lipo batteries yeah, that are that yeah. are very thin, and uh, we'll talk about that. In yeah, a um, but I wanted to fast forward to some of the things that you're working on now so here's okay. a, here's like a bat boglin and this is how you still do your process yes you're, you're not doing 3d cad and 3d printing looks like you no. were experimenting with ice but you're doing clay and latex and and more of a traditional mold making it yes seems. it's cl it's uh uh chavant nsp you know which is non-sulfur clay so that it doesn't react with the silicone rubber molds and I sculpt them all by hand and then um, make the negative roll mold out of silicone and then I, I'm casting the new boglins in vinyl. Mm. And this is some of the bat. bat yeah, that's, that's then, him going into the mold. And then, uh, do you hand paint these? Yeah. And is this, uh, what type of paint? Is it an airbrush or like? No, I, I actually had to invent the paint because it, the vinyl is such a, uh, you know, it's, it has such an elongation that you need something that will stretch as much mm. as the surface. Right. So I um, kind of engineered a paint out of uh, a liquid vinyl mm. that is solvent-based. And so then it's I, just like a colored cement. Because um, it's like it reacts with it and it glues yeah. into the Yeah, it, it basically adheres itself to mm. the existing rubber. Then I saw some of these it looks like you have some additional bottles. yeah that was an idea I had from back in the 80s is like I always wanted to do a, like <laughs> this punk rock crazy you know band and um, that was quite successful and I just found miniature instruments to attach to them yeah the other thing that was happening around the time was the Chuck E. Cheese's robotic pizza places yeah 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 you know it was, it yeah. was like what what was in the water in like 85 there's something going on I don't, it's, yeah it was like this you know, explosion well, it's of very like common in the toy industry that somebody starts something and then everybody else mimics it in mm. one way or another yeah it may not be direct but they then they realize the potential and the possibility of that kind of you know, um, product line. Yeah. So, and sometimes they, it's a glaring ripoff. You yeah. know, it's like, we it just depends on the, on the company and whether they want to risk being sued or not. We saw the toy documentaries on Netflix and the He-Man yes. one was the best because it's like, we got all these extra tigers and yeah. we paid for the mold. Right. It's a green tiger. Right. <laughs> and like, you could tell, and you could see, and they showed the, 
the different figures, and mm -hmm. clearly you could see where they they already had extras left over. Right. So like, make it green, make it blue. Okay, yep. now it's Skull Guy. You know. Yeah. So it's, and that's interesting. Yep. Interesting industry. Um, and then this is some of the newer ones that you're working on too. And you brought. Yeah, this brought is an angler fish. Okay. So. That's let's, the clay uh, sculpt, and then that's yeah. a glow-in-the-dark one. Let's see. Let's go to uh, this here. And here, it, here he is. Oh. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, there. It's interesting that the rubber, it's, this is, so what kind of rubber is this? What material? This is vinyl. This is vinyl. vinyl. Yeah. Okay. It's so soft. Yeah. And you're, making these, and you're making these one at a time. These yes. Are, these are handmade, made in the USA. They're all, yeah, made in the USA, all handmade by me. All right. Hey, we're the last of, a, of, <laughs> of our kind. We make electronics. I know. It's, a, it's remarkable make, and, and that you, you're doing make, it here. And you, and you, and you have, here. in the vinyl, you have, like, little thing, like little sparkles embedded yeah, in it. So glitter. You, you, you make your own vinyl. And, and I mix the it. glitter in, mm. and then I pour it. And, mm. Mm. Right. and then how did it cure? Like how do you, uh, you it, it's a, a temp because it's vinyl it's a temperature you just heat it up yeah you heat it up and then it gets poured and it okay and then, and then uh, you embed the eyes right before or after afterwards okay. yeah okay and then these are also some some mini little yeah that's the grumps whole collection oh i like this is the, the colorful gradient effect it's yeah. really nice yeah. and then this is my order i ordered one of these i'm a customer <laughs> and uh, you delivered it here. This is the best. This is the best postal service I've ever got. Right. And Izod. Uh, yeah. So this is the Boglin Imps, and this is uh, wild the, caught. Yeah. This, freshly yeah. delivered. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, did you get this out of the Hudson? Yeah. <laughs> I saw that you kayaked. So uh, one of our team members was like, oh, maybe you can ask about uh, did Boglins come from the Hudson? <laughs> so <laughs> the new a good ones. Story. You know what's really yeah. funny is that recently, and I didn't, I didn't make this connection, but that in Ireland they have the boglands yeah which are where they used to dig up peat and they find people who were uh, captured or that's like the, the guitar know, pits yeah, yeah. like but they, they like turn the soap or something like that too they're like they're yeah no yeah. it's just like they'll, they'll find people who were you know executed yeah thousands of years ago who tossed were in the bog. tossed in the bog so you know the, it's just interesting that my father's side of the family is all Irish, and and I ended up creating these creatures called Boglands. It's called Bogland, yeah. Yeah. So and, uh, there's a new Cyclops, which I'll be shipping out this week. Yeah, and then uh, the story about how all this came up is, we were doing our Adafruit, Adabox thirteen. We have a subscription yeah. service. Uh, last year we did Halloween. It's a one-eyed um, little skull PCB. We're we're mm -hmm. also the maybe the king of gothy king uh -huh. queen gothy in electronics and we uh -huh. always try to do really interesting artistic um pcb design mm -hmm. it can't just be like a square green thing that's boring right it, should, it can be beautiful so why not so we started this thing adabox we have um about four or five thousand subscribers and they get a box every quarter and halloween's a big deal um. and halloween is the one holiday everyone agrees it's okay Everyone can do something. Everyone can participate, and right. so we're like, we have to have really cool electronics. And then this year, we made a, a we made a mask called Monster Mask, and you can mm -hmm. break the eyes apart, and then use okay. a cable between the two because we wanted to have eyes that can go on either side. But uh, okay. Once we started doing this, um, the the Monster Mask just happens to fit exactly inside of a Boglin um, if if the eyeballs uh, 
fell out. So what we did is uh, this just fits in. You don't it's even perfect. need to do anything. And a lot of the Boglins, because they're what, like 30 years old, yeah. they, uh, the, the eyes, the, the, if you're going to get a new Boglin on eBay, you're looking at three or $400. Yeah. But one where the eyes um, are gone, are gone, 20 bucks. Yeah. So I said, you know, some bids, but this is our, you know, this is our. It's our wonderful. Yeah. So what's interesting is, is people, um, they, they think like, oh, are the eyes, they do like eye tracking, but it's actually a random movement. Yeah. But as humans, we, we move our eyes so much anyways, mm -hmm. that it looks like a natural Behavior. Well, you know because I mean? in so many cultures, it's actually not polite to like you just continuously yeah, yeah. look so they look at up, one and, person. And what's interesting is no matter what the mood is, if you move the rest of the face, you can elicit emotion, even though the eyes yeah. are having the same motion. You so did I mean? you injection mold these? No, these lenses? are actually standard lenses. Oh, so okay. this is this is a plastic lens, and these oh, okay. are used for. It's a hemisphere. Yeah. It's just a, it's a, just oh yeah. We yeah, got acrylic this, hemisphere. Yeah, yeah, these are like a dollar piece. And yeah. they're pre-molded, and they're they're used for. You guys LED are so lenses. much like me, just like finding stuff. This is laser cut, so this yeah. outline. So what we mm -hmm. did is, we have screens that are this size, and so and we mounted found, on top of. Yeah, it. we found the matching ones that mm -hmm. do the best job with that, and then we laser cut this piece, and this is attached. It's wonderful. And we also got the I love screens. It. So by the way, that's yours. Um, we're Thank gonna give you. you some presents. Yay. Um, because before you go, I'm gonna make you sign my Boglin box. But no, that's <laughs> yours. Because we wanted to give you some ideas on some things that we're up to. And I thought it'd be cool. Um, I'm a Star Trek fan. You can't help it. And then you um, can customize the eye design. I thought we'd do something like yeah. Borglin. Like maybe you 3D print something that fits onto a Boglin. So you can have half robot, half Boglin. You know, yeah. Borglin. Yeah, I think like the Borg? Yeah, Paramount. <laughs> the Borg Boglin. Yeah, Paramount probably wouldn't like that too much, but we can, we can deal with that. Um, but then this one, this is uh, the ones without the lenses. Um, and what's neat is these new screens that we have, you can look at them from any angle. So mm -hmm. we, we, we had not the live television puppet issue with glare. We have the, it's on video or we're taking photos. And the refresh And the refresh match. rate, it's not good enough. you can see. So you would see black lines because- Yeah, you the, know, you look the, at a television. You'd have ah, mismatched okay. so, refresh. But these new displays that are coming out for like smartwatches and stuff, yeah. Yeah. they're so good that they're 60 hertz refresh, so they're faster than the TV. And also you, from any angle, Now the lid, can you change the color? Yeah, oh, yeah. you can yeah. do anything. Everything. You can make yeah. it an uh, iris that's like a cat eye. You can make right. it animate. Right. So yeah, we actually Phil Phil B paint your dragon who did this. Well, it was really funny because we had a, a friend who a, a separate friend who didn't know him and he was like, Oh, I saw this eye code and I was like, I know, I'm gonna yeah. take this and I'm gonna, gonna make it like really awesome and customized and then um, when he actually looked at the design he said, Oh my god, the person who made this Ooh. customized it so much, there's nothing I can improve because there's so many ways to you can change like how yes. bloodshot the eyes are, yeah, the yeah. iris size. So we already have like a iris know, color. two dozen different eyeball patterns, and yeah. you don't even need to know how to program. You can just press the button on there. And the other thing we added was uh, this can do voice changing. So you speak into it, and ah. then it changes your voice. And uh, yeah. we'll show that later cool. after we're off the air here. But we thought that would be a neat thing for kids or for anyone to make too, where you'd speak into the the, the little microphone on your sleeve, and then yeah. we also make you know Boglin like Wonderful. sounds. Wonderful. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, he actually made, what's, what's funny is he, he made these eyes, the person who, who designed this Paint Your Dragon, he, yeah. he did this because he was doing a lot of costuming and monster design, and he goes right. to like Monster Fest, and he was, he was like, the eyes on masks, it's not that they look like dead, but it's like, it's I like, I can't wait to take this Just a to, little uh, bit of motion, 
makes the whole experience designer con yeah well i was gonna in say in november i have designer con people are gonna flip yeah i was gonna say because i saw your booth that you have yeah. just set up one of the boglins with this yeah yeah they're gonna love gonna it go nuts they are and so yeah so by the way everyone um we're gonna talk to tim after after this because this is for the world uh, and to see this video but we have some ideas for tim on maybe some adafruit yeah. electronics that can go into <laughs> to puppets as well and, um, Very cool. Yeah, like yeah, you can add a joystick to do iris control if you want. But really? actually, a lot of people like to have it random because it's like one less thing they have to think about. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna awesome. tell Phil's B story because he went. He went to like a monster con. I mm -hmm. don't know which one it was. Yeah, one of our. A lot. We call our team creative engineers. So there's another Phil on the team. Um, mm -hmm. we've, I've, I've been only trying to hire Phil's, but you know there's only <laughs> a few of us. And so uh, he, he is our creative engineer. Because they fill in really well? They do. Fill in a gap. Yeah, um, he, he was walking around with one of these, and he actually set it up with a Pepper's Ghost, so the eyes mm -hmm. actually reflect into his eyes. Ooh, and yeah. and he actually went and fed, met, he just coincidentally he bumped into this like kind of famous uh, mask designer mm -hmm. who makes uh, custom rubber masks. Right. And the designer was just so in love with the, the eyeball mask that yeah. he said, I want to buy that. And Phil B said, well, it's not for sale. You have to make it. You know, it's like <laughs> DIY. And he's like, I'll trade you. Right. And uh, he traded like a sweet demon mm -hmm. full vinyl head mask for the eyes. And he's just like, man, I got a good Very deal. Cool. <laughs> yeah. so, Very cool. So I think it's, it's, again, like you said, it's when you came up with this gross stuff, it's something new. Like nobody had been doing gross toys. Yeah. And once, once it started, like it was like all 80s, 90s, yeah, so all gross. Yeah. Here's the uh, Pepper's Ghost. So it's the same eyeballs. But you can see that they're. So that's actually what it looks like in real life because it has a Pepper's Ghost effect that reflects yeah. it onto his that eyes. That is wild. So go to the in action because yeah. it has the videos. So you can see it here. And then uh, same monster mask. So what we wanted to do is have a platform mm -hmm. for anyone who wanted to do eyes. You could still split them across. The, eye, the nose in the middle is boopable. So when you boop mm -hmm. it, it makes the eyes cross. And this is what it looks like when you're when you're putting them in action. So it's one of those things where like none of us are, are puppeteers. Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, and this is the first thing. Yeah. So if you get the <laughs> angle right. So you can have a hat. Right. Yeah. And it's being reflected from, from the, the hat From the hat down, down and it's exactly the same distance. And so the, it, it basically becomes a teleprompter, but for everybody else. Amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. So, it just it goes on. You guys, agree, you, well, hopefully I'll be at Monster Palooza again next year. I definitely got to show this at Monster Palooza. They'll love it. Yeah, this is. It just adds a little bit of more fun. This is the. You know, we think it's interesting how you can use electronics. It's actually not a very complicated piece of electronics, but it adds right. a lot of life. Yeah. And it's and it's the the your imagination in how you're applying it. You know, yeah. you're yeah. thinking out of the box. All right. Eyes. So cool. uh, I want to do a plug for all your stuff, uh, Tim. Where will you be? Oh, you want to you want to show other couple other things real fast? What else do I have to show? Well, I mean, this this so is one of the like Halloween turn. versions yeah. that I did of um, Grump. Okay, so Return of Halloween theme. Yeah, and he also. Uh, is orange but he glows green it's oh, got nice. glow within the duck because i've been playing around with all these different um pigment powders mm. raw okay. pigments and so this is a combination of 
an orange pigment powder and the glow in the dark mm. part. We have so. UV LEDs that we should show you because okay. that'll make everything glow times yeah, a hundred. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Cool. We also got thermochromic and pigments. That are, I don't know, and then I, you know, it's like I'm always playing around with new ways of making oh, eyes move. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So. So you're you're also into eyes. We have a lot in common with eye, yeah. eye like, technology. And this is a you know to try and figure out a different way of making replacement eyes for because some people like to be able to manipulate yeah. by hand. Yes. So, so I'm, uh, yeah, I think there's a combination that you I'm can always use. playing with yeah. different and you know there's materials and touch tools. now so that the the blinking eyes that are there, the little nose. If you boop the middle, I'll it'll, see if the boop is working. Yeah. If you boop the middle, um, and we we have the boopable code. I don't know it. if we. Oh yeah, see yet. how they turn on the in, they they look Ooh. they look inward when you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's all sorts of neat things that you could do with capacitive touch now. Very cool. As well, you have to touch the middle. Yeah. The okay. nose. Well, on your site, um, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Yes. So people can go Bogwim Sectars Totems. Um, I'd say there's a whole other show that maybe we can do one day, with sectars which is you know these th that was also a really new idea it's like well let's fly around on insects and yes and and that was that was very and then the, it was based on a hand puppet fly that i made where my fingers became the legs of the fly and i didn't like wearing halloween masks to halloween parties because then you can't eat or drink so yeah, i true. just made this fly that would come ah. up and sit on people and just like <laughs> the fur fabric of the fly would rub up against your face or whatever, and people out. would, yeah, yeah, it's disgusting. Go or I'd have it fly onto their food or their drink, you know. And you have your own line of uh, totems. So yeah, those are vinyl. vinyl. Those figures. are vinyl toys. And then you those have are hard, also, hard vinyl. Yeah, and you also have a couple uh, hand puppets. Uh, yeah, those are hand puppets that I did for a puppet show, traveling puppet show that my son um, was doing after he got out of theater school. And that's a doy bird, and it, it's an old, very old school kind of. So, next event, I assume you're going to have some light up boglins because we're going to make sure you have those. Yes. Um, where where are you going to be next? Um, well, I'm doing a small show in Poughkeepsie, New York, okay. uh, right before Halloween. I think it's the last weekend in October. All right. But then I'm doing the big show out in L.A. Okay. In Anaheim, uh, Designer Con, which is for all the, you know, like guys like me who are still just designing stuff by hand and making it you know on their own they're not tied necessarily to big toy companies yeah. Yeah. and producing vinyl toys or resin toys or okay. you know well um, all kinds of stuff i'll bug you to email me the poughkeepsie info so i can get on our blog okay and then i'll introduce you over email to uh, our, the other phil the west coast phil Okay, um, great. he's in California. Maybe oh, he can good. stop out and see you because he can maybe bring some of his eyes. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Stuff. And you normally have a booth and some things going on at these Yeah, these well, that was, that was at Five Points in Brooklyn, okay. I believe. Oh, great. And, and if, um, if folks want to go to your site and order one of these, so I got one yeah, of these. Yeah, and then the, the, the other new one, is, which is there, is the, the moving bronze frame where the, the mini bog ones are all trapped into this flexible and you put your oh, fingers yeah. in and you, you put your fingers down. on oh, in behind one? it no, the and you right. can manipulate it got it so the, those are mini boglins mini boglins was big thing in europe so this is a little frame but it moves around when you yeah so oh, it's cool. like they're trapped in there but they then you can push it in and out yeah. and 
And then um, you just happen to uh, have a pretty active Instagram, so people can follow you at Tim Clark Toys. Yeah, yeah. All right. My whole history of the last, what, almost 40 years of designing toys and properties so all right well thank you so much tim for coming by yeah it's thank so you fun. And, it's so gross uh, and and i'll say this although i'm not a marine biologist i, I will say <laughs> i i know i wouldn't be doing what i'm doing now if there wasn't a something like boglins in my life something like jim henson that came right. along something uh, right. like reading that book dune like all those things together mm-hmm. um you're you know you're walking around adaford it's hard it's hard to avoid puppets here you know, you can yes. see the things that happen. Yeah. But um, thank you so much for um, continuing to put all your work out there. Thank you. I, I, I can't, I have to say, I've been so impressed by what you guys are doing and how you're doing it. It's really remarkable. All right. All right, everybody. Okay, you have enough you. fun pops. Go pick up one of Tim Clark's toys. See you in Poughkeepsie. It's way cooler. <laughs> thank you.